So Luke chapter 24, verse 49, Jesus says to the disciples, he says, wait in Jerusalem, I'm leaving you, but I'm going to send you another helper who is like me. Who knows that the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ? He's like Jesus. So if you look at Jesus, you can see what Holy Spirit is like. He's like Jesus. He's He's the other helper. He's the third person of the Trinity who comes to live within us, who comes to dwell within us. So think about this. If you were walking throughout your day and you had Jesus walking with you, I can guarantee you, you'd be walking in incredible faith. You would have incredible expectation in your life if Jesus was physically there with you. Come on. You would, wouldn't you? You would live your life completely differently. You would think differently. You'd believe differently. You'd expect differently from God. And see, the reality is, is Jesus is walking with us. Come on. Jesus is with you. He's with you through agency of Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is not some ghost. He's not something far off. He's not some mystic thing. He is a person. Come on. He's a person who walks with you. He lives in you and you are clothed in him. So Jesus says to the disciples, wait in Jerusalem. Don't, Don't go off because you can't do ministry on your own. You can't do it in your own strength. I've tried that. You get very tired. You get very tired. He says, wait in Jerusalem until my father sends the promised gift. And that gift is the Holy Ghost. And he will clothe you with power from on high. Come on. Come on. Who's clothed with power from on high today? If you believe in Jesus, if you've received him as your Lord and Savior, Holy Spirit wants to fill every single person today and clothe you with power. Come on. And that power is for ministry. Holy Spirit hasn't changed. He hasn't changed. The acts of the apostles, or it's really the acts of Holy Spirit through the apostles, hasn't changed. It's for every single believer today. Come on. It's for every person. You've got to go get it. You've got to go get it. So Paul's revelation, he gives us some incredible revelation on Holy Spirit because... He writes a letter to the church in Corinth and the, the church, this is around, probably around 60 AD. So you think Paul's probably been in ministry for at least 15 to 20 years. And he receives some incredible revelation on how Holy Spirit works through people, how he uses us for ministry, every single believer. And he calls it the gifts of the Spirit. He calls it the gifts of the Spirit. Holy Spirit gives us gifts to function in. Every single person, he gives gifts to function in and gifts to operate in. Everyone, everyone. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7, says that to each one, a manifestation of, or the manifestation or the gifts of the Spirit are given to profit all. To profit everyone, okay? That's to profit all. So not just for you, but to profit your friend, to profit your family member, to profit every single person who has come to church with you today. The gift of the Spirit has been given to each one. Who's each one? Yes, you. Come on. Each one is you. Not not to the pastor, not to the prophet, not to the special person who has incredible abilities. Yes, to them too. But to each one. To little old you. Or little young you. In 1 Corinthians 12, Verse 4, he says, There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Holy Spirit. 
There's different kinds of gifts, but it's Holy Spirit. Who, where's Holy Spirit living? Good. So we're going to learn some things today. Holy Spirit lives in you. So if Holy Spirit has different kind of gifts, then that, that means those gifts are, are available to you today. There are different kinds of service, so that's ministry. So not, not everyone's ministry is the same. But the same Lord, same Holy Spirit functioning in Andrew, same Holy Spirit functioning in Jordan, same Holy Spirit functioning in Dad. Same Holy Spirit, different ministries, but same Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them, and in everyone, it is the same God who is at work. So these gifts, uh, the, the Greek word for, for the gift is charis. It's where we get our word grace from. It's, where, it's translated grace. So if you think of uh, in the mid-1900s, we had the charismatic movement in the church, how Holy Spirit was poured out on the church. And the reason they called it the charismatic movement was because the gifts of the Spirit were restored to the church. Amen? And so any church who calls themselves charismatic should, should be functioning in the gifts of the Spirit. Or at least be believing in it and teaching in it. Amen? So Paul describes it as the gifts of the Spirit, the grace of the Spirit. It's the impartation of empowerment, the supernatural ability of Holy Spirit in your life for ministry. Come on. How awesome is that? How awesome is that that you don't have to do ministry on your own? That when you go throughout the day, Holy Spirit's with you and He gives you gifts. He gives you empowerment. It's His power working through your life. We get so self-conscious and self-centered, but it's the Holy Spirit who moves through us. It's the Holy, I said it's the Holy Spirit. It's Holy Spirit who wants to move through you. Amen? Amen? Not yourself. You're not alone. It's the Holy Spirit. Come on. It's a gift. Have you ever received a gift? You don't earn a gift. You don't deserve a gift. You just get it. You get it. It's not about how sinless you're living. It's not about how good you are as a Christian. It's not about how, it's not about how you see yourself or how others sees you or, or what work you're in or where you're at in life. It's a gift. You don't earn it. That means every single person it's available today. Come on, I'm building your confidence. I'm building your faith today because the church has been sold a lie. You've been sold a lie that only certain people can function in the gifts of the Spirit. It's just not true. It's not true to each one, to each one, to every believer. That means that Paul expected that in the church of Corinth, every single person would be operating in the gifts of the Spirit. It was a pretty big church and he expected every single one. To each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given. That's why it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1, follow the way of love. That means we minister through love. That means love is how we minister to people, how we see people, that we're called to love people as God loves people, that as God's loved me, I then receive that revelation and I love other people the same way. And so we follow the way of love, and then that scripture says, and eagerly desire. Eagerly, come on. Eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit. That word eagerly means to zealously desire. It's the Greek word zealot, passionately desire. So as passionate as I am right now, that says how passionate you should be about desiring the gifts of the Spirit. 
Come on. That's, that should be your pursuit of Holy Spirit to be functioning in these gifts. If anything today, I want to release some passion to you to get on fire, to move in the power of the Holy Spirit. It's really simple. It's not difficult. We, we make it really difficult. We think it's really far off for us, but the kingdom is for children. Children can move in the gifts of the Spirit. It's really easy. It's simple. Come on. And so I want to teach you today. We're going to learn today how to move in the gifts of the Spirit. I want to activate it in some people's lives. And some of you, you've disqualified yourself. Some of you have already disqualified yourself, saying, this isn't for me. Uh, I can't minister. I've got all this mess in my life. It's ridiculous. I mean, read, your, read the Bible. Come on. It's full of men and women who had a heap of mess in their life, but God completely transformed their life and they moved in great power and ability from God. Come on. It's not about you. It's about God. The only thing that can disqualify you is if you believe you're disqualified. That's the only thing. Paul says, if you have faith, just a, just a little bit of faith and a little bit of zeal, Holy Spirit will see that and he'll distribute gifts to you. See, he's the sovereign one. It says in 1 Corinthians 12, 11, that he distributes the will uh, according to how he determines it. But what's his determination? Think about that. How does the Holy Spirit determine what gifts he wants to give you? Well, we see it. I believe he determines it based on your zeal, based on your passion. God would not give you that command and then say, oh, that's, that gift's not for you. You can be passionate about it, but then you can't function in it. So be passionate about these gifts, but it's never going to work. God's not like that. He is an incredibly good father. Amen. If you have passion and faith to seek the gifts of the Spirit, they're going to flow through your life. Amen. So turn with me in your Bible to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8. I love this passage. Get ready. If you've got a seatbelt, put it on. If not, you're going to go flying. To one, to one there is given through the Spirit a message or that word for message is the word logos where Jesus is the living logos. So a word of wisdom. To another, the gift of the word of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, the gift of faith by the same Spirit. To another, the gifts of healings, of healing. That's plural because there's many diseases and sicknesses that need to be healed, isn't there? To another, the working of miracles. To another, the gift of prophecy. To another, the gift of distinguishing between spirits uh, or other translations may say the discerning of spirits. To another, the gift of speaking in different kinds of tongues. And still to another, the gift of the interpretation of tongues. A powerful gift. Nine gifts. Nine. Nine gifts that Holy Spirit gives his church. Nine of them that we know in the word of God. And these nine gifts, we can separate them. It's great. It makes it really easy to understand these gifts if we separate them into categories. And the categories are the power gifts. So the gifts of power. These are the gifts where the Holy Spirit comes upon your life 
and he causes you to do something. The gifts of power, the gift of faith, the gift of the working of miracles, and the gifts of healing. They're the power gifts. Come on. The, the second category is the gift of inspiration. Gifts of inspiration or gifts that say something. So the gift of prophecy, the gift of tongues, and the gift of the interpretation of tongues. Those last two work hand in hand. And the third category, which I'm going to teach on today, these are the gifts I really love. They're all great, but I love these ones. These are the revelatory gifts. These are the gifts that reveal something. These are the gifts that see. They're the seeing gifts. They're the gifts that access the mind of God to see how God sees over your own life, over your friend's life, over your church, over your family, over your workplace. These are the seeing gifts that Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit accesses the mind of God, gives you thoughts from God, and allows you to see everything how God sees it. Pretty good gift, hey? Come on. That's how God equips his bride. That's how he wants to equip you today, every single person, with the seeing gifts. All right? So this is the first one. 1 Corinthians 12, 8. To one there is given through the Spirit the gift of the word of wisdom, and to another the gift of the word of knowledge. The gift of the word of knowledge is the first one. This is supernatural revelation from Holy Spirit showing certain facts about a person or a situation in the past or the present. It's revelation from Holy Spirit, from the mind of God, giving you facts about a situation, past or present, either for yourself or for another person. This is an amazing gift. The gift of knowledge is not general knowledge. It's not just knowledge from God. It's supernatural. It's something supernatural. So we know in part and we see in part. It means that when you're ministering to someone or when you're in your workplace and someone comes to you and they're depressed, they're sad, they're having a bad day, it means that God will give you something in part, just a little bit. He'll give you a little bit of what's happening in their life so you can minister to them. It's not general knowledge, so... That makes me really happy because it means I don't have to have a degree or have to have done really well in high school or, or uni. Uh, I can be whatever I want and it doesn't matter because God, it's the empowerment of Holy Spirit. It's not about you. It's not about your own knowledge. It's not about how much you read the Word. It's not about how many books you read. It's not about your performance. It's revelation from Holy Spirit. Some of you need to break that lie in your life that I'm just not smart enough, I just can't do it, I can't read, uh, I'm just not disciplined like that. It doesn't matter. It's from Holy Spirit. This revelation comes through visions, dreams, the voice of the Spirit, so the inner witness. So think about Holy Spirit lives in your spirit. Your spirit and Holy Spirit are completely one. They're intermingled and so you have the inner witness living within you. Holy Spirit lives within you and He'll give you thoughts throughout the day. It's the voice of the Spirit and impressions, so pictures, images, for those who are feelers, you know, I, I feel this, I feel that, you get all the feelings from God. So number one, the purpose of this gift, listen up, this is great, 
The purpose of this gift is to release breakthrough in people's lives. Who wants to release breakthrough in people's lives? Good. Well, everyone who put your hand up, you're going to receive that today. Acts chapter 9. Uh, this is the conversion of Saul. And the whole reason uh, Saul was converted to become a Christian, not only because he had this encounter with Jesus, but a man named Ananias received a word of knowledge from God. A man named Adonis was sitting in his room and a vision came from an angel and said, Adonis, there's a man named Saul. He's on the street called Straight. He's in Judas's house. You need to go there. You need to lay hands on him because he's going to be healed and filled with the Spirit. And Saul had just had this encounter with Jesus. He was blind for three days and he's sitting in this place thinking, God, where are you? I need a breakthrough. I need you, Lord. And Adonis said, God, that's not a really good idea because he's been killing every single believer. He's a bit scared. He's a bit worried. Some of us are like that, a bit scared, a bit too worried to step out. But here's the reality. You'll never know it's from, if it's from God or not unless you do step out. Many people, I can guarantee you, I can guarantee you right now, 90% of people, the majority of people, you would get words of knowledge. I can guarantee it. You would get words of knowledge and you're unsure about it and you don't step out and so you, you don't know if it's a word of knowledge or not. I can guarantee every single person in this room hears about God, about their friend or something in their own life, in their workplace. I can guarantee you that God is giving you things, but you'll never know if it's God unless you step out, unless you take a little risk. Come on. So Ananias, he, he goes, all right, I'll go and do it. He goes there and lo and behold, Saul is there. God was right, funnily enough. Laid hands on him and he was completely set free. It released breakthrough in his life. Come on, this is a powerful gift to function in. This is for every single believer, every single person, that God would give you an impression, a thought, a vision, a dream to start your day about someone else that you know you're going to meet and it would be a word of knowledge, it would be a truth about their past or present that you would speak to them and it would completely open them up to God and set them free. It would open them up for you to minister into their life. I had a young, uh, a young student uh, last week who I was talking to. Someone else had said some harsh words to her and called her um, like stupid and dumb and things like that. It was in a joking matter, manner. But she, uh, she was really angry, like really, really frustrated at it. And, at it. and so I went and started speaking to her, took her out on her own and and, uh, and as, as I was talking to her, I'm like, you know, God, what, what do I do here? She's so angry and frustrated. It's like, how, how am I going to talk to this young girl? And he just, he just put a thought in my head. And I didn't know if it was God or not, but I thought I'll give it a crack, right? And so she put this, God put this thought in my head. The reason she's so angry and frustrated is because she believes it. It's because for years and years and years, her parents and her friends, everyone has been telling her that she's dumb and that she's stupid, and that she'll never be anything, she'll never, she'll never be academic, she'll never have a job here, here, and she has to settle for this. And so I shared that with her in a kind way. I just said, you're so, up, you're, you're so frustrated and angry because you believe what they're saying, don't you? Because that's been spoken over you your whole life, and you believe that, you define yourself like that. And it, it was, she just broke down, she was weeping, like it was actually, we were just in like a social space and, and it was, 
a little bit awkward, but she was just crying because, she, because that word, that one little thought that God gave me that I shared with her completely opened up her heart. It literally opened up her heart and it was amazing. I was then able to speak to her about passions and desires. I was about to, I could then speak to her. I started, declare, I started telling her how God loves her, how he's created her, who he's created her to be, the gifts upon her life. I began to speak into her life all because of one little word, one little word of knowledge that opened up the gateway. See, if I never shared that, she would never have received anything I said to her because she was full of anger and frustration. See, you've been sold the lie that it's really hard. Well, the gift of the word of knowledge. This is, I'm never going to be able to function that. No, no, you, you, you can. The Holy Spirit will give you revelation from the mind of God in part, just a little thing that you share and it will open up someone's heart for you to minister into their life. It will release breakthrough in your friend's life, in your boss's life, in your sister's life, in your brother's life, in your parent's life. Come on. This is for you every single day. I'm warming you up. It's okay. You're getting there. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Number two, the gift of the word of knowledge creates faith. I love this one. It creates faith. In John chapter 1, Jesus is calling his disciples to him. He calls Philip and he says, come follow me. And Philip says, yeah, awesome. Let's do it. And Philip's really excited and he goes over to uh, Nathaniel. And Nathaniel's sitting under a fig tree. And he says, come meet a bloke who I think could be the Messiah. And Nathaniel goes over and Jesus says to him, here is a man, an Israelite, without, who is without deceit. We would think that's a really simple thought, wouldn't you? Like saying to someone, here's a man who's full, of, here's a woman who's full of the spirit and she loves God. Pretty simple, pretty simple. But see, that was a word of knowledge from Jesus because Nathaniel, all of a sudden, his heart is just completely opened up. He's like, how did you know that? So that must have mean there would have been a situation going on in Nathaniel's life where he would have done something, something would have happened where he was seeking God about that. Maybe it was a situation where he could have sinned and he didn't. So you never know what's going on in someone's life and a simple word of knowledge can completely lead them into an encounter with God. Come on. And so Nathaniel, he says, you have to be the Messiah. I mean, pretty, he just believed that it was Jesus just because of that one word. He said, how did you know that? Jesus said, I saw you under the fig tree before you came. He couldn't see him physically. He couldn't see him physically. It was revelation from Holy Spirit to Jesus, just a thought, a fact about Nathaniel. How awesome is that? It created faith in his life to believe that Jesus was the Messiah. Imagine that. You going throughout your day, getting a thought about your friend and sending them a text. Sending them a text and all of a sudden them receiving salvation. That's what it is. Them believing in Jesus. Come on. It's not hard. It's not hard. I'm going to keep hitting on this today. It's not difficult. The word of knowledge, the gift of the word of knowledge is for you today. It creates faith. I remember there's a man who came into our office and he, uh, he came in and I thought, and, and I just looked at him, had a quick conversation with him and the thought popped into my head that I reckon he's got a bad shoulder. And I said, have you got a sore shoulder? Can I pray for you? And he's like, oh yeah, I do. 
Oh, I do. And so I prayed for him really quickly and he couldn't believe it. He thought, this bloke's a loony. And so it's really good when God shows up then because otherwise they literally do think you are one. And God showed up. The man was healed. He couldn't believe it. But the reality is, I don't think he wouldn't have been healed if I didn't share that is your shoulder sore. I think that created faith for him to receive from God. That's what I think, is that the word of knowledge, it creates faith. When you get a fact in the mind of God about a person where, where it's so like Pastor Andrew uh, with Karen, it was, it was the word of knowledge that led her into the encounter. That's what helped. That's what facilitated that. Come on, it's really simple. The gift of the word of knowledge creates faith. Number three, are you ready? Yeah. It exposes the enemy. Amen. I love it when the devil is exposed. You know, every single person here, like Jesus, is called to destroy the works of the devil. Yep, you are. It's you, I know. God's left it up to you to destroy the works of the devil. He must have incredible confidence and faith in every single person today. He must have incredible confidence and faith in you that you can destroy the works of the devil by power of Holy Spirit. Amen. 2 Kings chapter 6. The king of Aram, he's trying to attack Israel. He's trying to attack the Israelites. He's at war with the Israelite king. The only problem is that there's a prophet in Israel who's hearing from God. All you need is someone to hear from God. All you need is a word from the Lord. And you know that there's going to be breakthrough. The enemy will be destroyed. His works. And the king of Aram gets all his commanding officers together. He's in his inner sanctuary, in his inner room. He's like, all right, guys, uh, we're going to attack the Israelites here, 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 here. Make sure you're there. Make sure you put your troop here and your troop over here. And as they go along here, uh, we're going to come along and, uh, and we're going to attack them. And see, what happens is that whenever the king of Aram goes to do that, the Israelites are never there. They never pop up. Why? Because Elisha was hearing from God. He was receiving a word of knowledge of where the king would be. And that word of knowledge, he would then tell the king of Israel and they'd be able to bypass it. Step aside. Come on. Exposing the works of the enemy. Amen. King of Aram's getting really frustrated. He says, I'm going to kill someone. One of you commanding officers you're doing me wrong. There's, there must be a spy here because the king of Israel knows everything. He knows where I'm going to be. And, and the, the officer said, no, please don't kill us. <laughs> He's like, no, there's a prophet in Israel, king, who, who knows everything you're doing. I'm sorry, it's not going to work for you because there's someone who's hearing from the Lord. There's someone who's just receiving a little word of knowledge and they're letting Israel know. And so you won't overcome them. You can't defeat them. Come on. We need the gift of the word of knowledge functioning in our lives today. To expose the work of the enemy in your own life, in your friend's life, to expose the works of the enemy, what the devil is doing. So the word of knowledge, it's facts from the mind of God to release breakthrough faith and expose the devil in people's lives. Put your hand up. If you would like to function in the word of knowledge, awesome. Stand up. Those people who put your hands up, stand up. We thank you, Holy Spirit. I decree right now, Father, a release of the gift of the word of knowledge over every single person today. Holy Spirit, we ask, come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, and reveal faith and confidence in people's hearts to function in the word of knowledge 
in Jesus' mighty name. I even see people, you've been doubting yourself, but you've been getting dreams and you've been wondering if it's from God or not. Dreams about your workplace, dreams about uh, specific family members who don't yet know the Lord. You've been receiving dreams about that, but you've been setting them aside because you thought that's rubbish. That's not from God. Well, I'm here to tell you today, those dreams are words of knowledge from God. And it's time to step out in faith and act on them. So Holy Spirit, I ask, release faith in people's hearts today to function in this gift in Jesus' mighty name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. I receive it. The gift of the word of wisdom, the second one. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I got a motor. To one there is given through the Spirit the gift of the word of wisdom is supernatural revelation from Holy Spirit. Just love those words, supernatural revelation. That's what it is. From Holy Spirit showing God's will and strategy for your future and for those around you, those who you're ministering to. Who wants God's will and strategy for their future? It's available to you. Holy Spirit gives us this gift to function in. It's yours today. You've got to seek it and pursue it and go after it. This is an amazing gift. The word of wisdom. Supernatural revelation from Holy Spirit. It, 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 Holy Spirit gets the mind of God and gives you his will on what car to buy. Gives you strategy on how to get a house. Gives you strategy on how to help your friend get out of debt. Come on. Come on, we need that to be a blessing to people. We want the gift of the word of wisdom functioning in our life. The word of wisdom, it is not general wisdom from God. So people confuse it as well. Solomon, um, he, God gave Solomon wisdom. It's not that. It is supernatural revelation in part, just a thought, an impression, a dream or a vision from God that gives you revelation in part of your future of your friend's future, of uh, just a, a little bit, a will, a strategy. God, what decision do I make here? Or, or what are you seeing here, Holy Spirit, over this person? Where should they go? What's the next step they could take? That's the gift of the word of wisdom. So the first point, the first purpose of this gift is to bring instruction to people's lives. To bring instruction. So Luke chapter 19, verse 28 says that uh, Jesus, he, he wants to ride into Jerusalem on a donkey, on the colt, a young colt. And so uh, he, he's in uh, the Mount of Olives, which is leading up to Jerusalem and the town of Bethany is just before him. And he says to two of his disciples, there is a, a, a young colt is tied up in Bethany. I want you to go there to this street. I want you to go untie the donkey. And when uh, and when the owner of the donkey says, what are you doing this? Why are you stealing my donkey? Because that's what they were doing. They were, they were taking it for themselves. Just say the Lord needs it. Just say the Lord needs it. And so the disciples are like, all right, we'll trust you, Jesus, because you're Jesus. We trust that you. It's a word of wisdom from you. And we don't know how Jesus got this word of wisdom. My bet it was, it was either in a witness, he heard the voice of the Spirit. Maybe he got a, a, a dream the night before. We don't know. The Scripture doesn't say but he received a word of wisdom. So the disciples go down into Bethany and the, the cult's there, just as Jesus said. So they're doing well so far. They untie it. The, the owner comes up, just like Jesus said, says, what are you doing with it? And they said, the, the Lord needs it. Like that, probably. 
And, uh, and they're like, the owner's like, okay, simple as that. A word of wisdom and they get the donkey. Who wants some donkeys today? Amen. Or a car maybe. Maybe a car. God will give you a word of wisdom for a car. So it's to bring instruction from God for the future, to bring instruction. So the word of wisdom is either present or future, where, where, God, where you're ministering to a person and God can bring a thought or an impression to your heart and he'll say, this person needs to step out and do this, that they need to step out here or they need to act in faith here. Uh, I'm, giving, I'm giving instruction here where I want them uh, to go here. This is my will for their life. That's the word of wisdom. It's incredibly powerful. The second thing is it reveals God's plan for deliverance. So it brings instruction and then it reveals God's plan for deliverance. Who knows, you may not believe this, but it's true. Who knows that in every situation we face in life, God has a plan for deliverance. Often we can miss our deliverance because we're not following God's plan. God has a plan for de- of deliverance for you today in relationship, in the health issue you have, in, in the work you're looking for. God has a plan of deliverance for you. And so I want this gift functioning in every single person's life. I want this grace of the Holy Spirit functioning in our young people, in our old people, in our young people so they know that they're in university, they know this is the next step I take and this is the next step I take and this is the next step I take. So for, for you who are older and, and you're releasing blessing and favour upon younger people and you're running your households, you know, this is what I do throughout my day. This is where I'm going to go shopping today. Amen. This is what I'm going to do because I'm going to meet this person and I'm going to speak to their life. Odds are when you go shopping, God has someone for you to meet. I mean, you're going to see someone. You can't go down the street and not see someone. So when the word of wisdom functions in your life, it prepares you for ministry. It prepares you and it allows, it reveals God's plan for deliverance. So Acts chapter 27, the apostle Paul, he's on uh, a ship. He's a prisoner and he's been taken from Crete to Rome. And, uh, and the only problem is, is that during winter, there were a lot of storms. It was very chilly and it was very dangerous to sail. And they decided to go and they lost all direction of where they are. They've been lost out in the ocean for 14 days. And back then you didn't have a satellite phone just to click off a beeper and you could come get saved. You needed to hear from God. And so every single person on the ship, there was uh, over 100 people on the ship, every single person had resigned to the fate that we're all going to die. Maybe there's some people you've got a, a sickness problem or, or maybe it's a financial issue and you've resigned yourself to the fate, it's never going to work. I'm never going to get breakthrough here. This is what the gift of the word of wisdom does. I love Holy Spirit so much. Come on, Jesus. Amen. Paul gets a vision in the night. He gets a vision in the night from an angel. It doesn't have to be a vision for you. It can be a dream, remember, an impression, a thought. God imprinting something on your imagination, how God speaks to us is the vehicle that the gift of, the wisdom, gift of wisdom comes, of the word of wisdom. Paul gets this vision and the angel says, no, no, you're going to appear before Caesar. This is the deliverance, right? Because remember, Paul is not in a good situation. You're going to go appear before Caesar and every single person on this ship, even though it doesn't look like it, 
every single person will be saved, but the ship will be destroyed. Wow. Wow. That, that would give me incredible faith and hope, wouldn't it? That you get this word of wisdom from God. I'm in this hopeless situation, but God's given me a word. God's given me a word. Come on. God's given me a word. And Paul stands up amongst the multiple of people, amongst the hundreds of people on the ship, and he says, it looks hopeless, but God's given me a word that will be delivered. We're going to make it. It's okay. You're going to be delivered today. God has a plan of deliverance for you, for those in your workplace. He's got a plan of deliverance for every single area of your life, of your friend's life, of your parents' lives, and of your children's lives. Here's a plan of deliverance for you today. Come on. Come on. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. All it takes, all it takes is someone just to say, Holy Spirit, give me a word of wisdom. Give me a word of wisdom in this moment. The gifts, they're available to all of you. You all have the same Holy Spirit. You all have access to the gifts of the Spirit for ministry. Come on. God has a plan of deliverance for every person. Joseph interpreted a dream of the king of Pharaoh. It was a word of wisdom, that interpretation. He said, all interpretations belong to God. And king, he's going to interpret it for you through me. And he interpreted the dream and it delivered a whole nation. Just one interpretation. Just one. He said there's going to be seven years of abundance and the dream means then there's going to be seven years of famine. And so why not in that seven years of abundance, why don't we just store up a fifth of the grain to get us through the seven years of famine? Pretty simple, that plan. See, the plan from God isn't difficult. Many people think, well, this is going to be really difficult, God. It's going to be hard. I'm going to have to be really disciplined. No. It's just the word. of It's getting God's thoughts, God's mind, and applying it to your future, to, to those you're ministering to. There was a, a young person. It's really amazing when you ask God for opportunities, he'll bring them to you. So for those of you who want to function in a greater level in ministry, in, in helping, in blessing those around you, ask God for more opportunities. You don't have because you don't ask. God will bring favor upon your life and all of a sudden people will start coming up and saying things to you and it's like, man, is this an open door or what? And so this, uh, this person, this young person came up to me, really random, and they just said, oh, I had this dream. How often do people do that? So catch on to this. This is a really easy way to minister to people. He said, I had this dream. And in the dream, uh, we're driving along in a bus, me and all my friends, and the bus detoured off and it ran into a river and we crashed in a river. And everyone was stuck and drowning except me. I got out and I got onto the bank. And then instead of being really scared and worried, she said, I was really excited because I knew I had to go back and save all my friends. And I went back and I saved all my friends from out of the bus. Pretty cool dream, hey? So... Me being that, I'm like, well, God, that's, wow, that's cool. And so I said to her, she, she isn't a Christian, doesn't know about God. I said to her, well, you know, God speaks to us through dreams. So next time a person shares you their dream, say, well, God speaks to you through dreams. I said, you know, God speaks to you through dreams. And now I'm like, okay, Holy Spirit, I've said that. Now help me. And, and I said, God speaks to you through dreams. You've got your friends, you're on a bus. And the bus is like your life. 
and you're going along, you think it's all great, you and your friends think it's all hunky-dory, and you're going along, but then you crash into a river. And the river, uh, God often shows us that a river is like humanity in the problems of the world. And so all your friends are stuck in the problems of the, of the world, but you get out of it. Come on, how awesome is that? That you've got out of these problems. This, lady, this young girl doesn't know God. You got out of these problems, but now God wants you to go back and save your friends. Now God wants you to go back and help your friends get out of these problems. And I started talking to her about what problems are your friends facing, uh, drugs, alcohol, um, you know, promiscuous lifestyles, all these things. The, the dream really, that interpretation really spoke to her. I'm saying, you need to go help your friends. You need to go help them get out because you know how that damages their life. One, it wasn't hard. It wasn't hard. I can guarantee you, probably people have said to you, your workmates in the last month, oh, I had this really weird dream. I had this really weird dream last night. Perfect opportunity for you to say, Holy Spirit, what's the interpretation to that? Give me a word of wisdom for them. Give me a word of wisdom that reveals God's plan of deliverance there. Come on. So who wants that one today? Good. So those who put your hands up, stand up. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for the gift of the word of wisdom. We thank you, Lord, that it is for every single believer, every single believer. And so I decree passion and desire in every single person's heart to pursue this gift in Jesus' mighty name. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that however you speak to Every single person, Lord, whether it's through an impression, through a thought, through the inner witness, Father, I thank you for great faith that that is from you, Lord, and that, Father, they will see great blessing being released in their life to other people. And I even see people this week, you're going to go out, you're going to get a little thought from God when your friend's sharing a story with you, and you're going to release just a little seed into their heart that's going to lead them into the heart of the Father today. Come on, it's time to believe for that. It's time to go for more in God. I thank you, Lord, that we have the mind of Christ and that Holy Spirit you're the agent, you're the, you're the funnel Holy Spirit who says, yes, I'm going to release that to you today in Jesus' name. And so we say, come Holy Spirit right now and activate that gift in every single person's life today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. And the last one I'm going to touch on today is the gift of distinguishing between spirits yeah. or the discerning of spirits. 1 Corinthians 12.10, this is the last seeing gift. This is the last revelatory gift. So remember the seeing gifts are seeing how God sees, getting God's mind, okay? To one there is given through the Spirit, through Holy Spirit, the gift of distinguishing between spirits. This is supernatural revelation from Holy Spirit to discern whether something is from the human spirit whether the source of intentions and motives and actions or a situation that pops up in your life, to discern whether this is from the human spirit, demons, angels, or the Holy Spirit. I'll read that out again. Supernatural revelation from Holy Spirit to discern whether something is from the human spirit, so from the flesh, just being acted out of the flesh, so it's not a godly source, from demons, from angels, or from the Holy Spirit. That is the gift of distinguishing between spirits where 
where God gives you, uh, he gives you sight into the spirit realm. He gives you a vision. He gives you a thought. He gives you, uh, he gives you an impression where you, look, uh, into, where you look into a person's life and you see what's going on, where you can see where the enemy's moving. You, you can look into a person's life and see, are they functioning out of a godly source or are they not? You can look at a situation that comes your way and you can say, is this from God or is this actually not from God? See, we need this gift functioning in our lives because it gives us insight into the realm of the spirit so we can see what's happening. It's a really cool gift to have. I would love to function in this gift, wouldn't you? It is not general discernment. I hear people, I'm sure there's a lot of really discerning people in here. Well, my friend, you know, I feel like they're going through this, this and this. So, you know, I saw that person was really mean to me the other day. And, oh, well, you know, they must be demonized or, or it must be this or something. You know, it's, it's, there's, a, there's a lot of discerning people. It's not discernment. It's actually a gift. So it's, it's a gift. It's revelation from Holy Spirit to you. So it's not acted out of your own mind, your own heart. It's from the heart of God. The, see, one of the purposes of this gift is not that we would criticize people or not that we would judge people with it, but we would look at them and we would say, this is what the enemy is doing and you're going to get set free today. That's the purpose of it. Not that we would just say, oh, well, you know, this person, they're acting out of this attitude, out of this source. It's not about that. This gift, it's been abused because it's not about judging people. It's not the spirit of criticism. I can look at anyone's life and criticize you. Because it's not that hard. There's all areas in someone's life where you can criticize, surely. They should do this more, they should do this more, read your Bible more, do this more. It's not the spirit of criticism, it's the gift of distinguishing between spirits. Okay? Number one, it discerns people's intentions. So in Acts chapter 8, verse 18, the the apostle uh, Peter and the apostle John have just come They've come along because Philip, the evangelist, he's got a whole lot of people saved. And they're like, we need to get people baptized in the Holy Ghost. So we're bringing John and Peter along and they're going to come along and lay hands on people and release Holy Spirit into people's lives. And so uh, there's a man named Simon there and he was a sorcerer. He was a a magician. So uh, you, you could imagine what spirit he's operating in there. And he's just what we see most people believed that he just got saved. So he was believing in Jesus. But he sees the apostles laying hands on people. He sees this and he says to uh, Peter and John, uh, I want to buy this gift. I'll give you money for this gift because I, I want to I be able to do the same thing. Now, many people think, well, that's really bad. You know, he just wanted to do it corrupt. But I'm sure he had a good heart. He just wants to help people. And he doesn't know any better. So he's saying, oh, I'll give you money for this gift because I want to be able to do the same thing. I want to see people filled with the Spirit as well. But Peter turns and says to him, you have evil intentions in your heart. I see that you have sin in you and you need to get before God and repent before something worse happens. Because you've got sin in your heart. If you thought you could buy the gift of God, you can't do that. The the reality is, is that Holy Spirit gave Peter the revelation that this is the intention that this man is acting out of. This is what he's doing. It can seem good. It can seem like a good thing that's happening, but it's not. So it's discerning the source 
of people's actions and people's intentions. I'll do the next point now, shirt. Number two, dealing with demonic spirits. So we've got discerning people's intentions and then dealing with demonic spirits. This is what the gift of distinguishing spirits does. That we're able to see into the realm of the spirit, see what, uh, see what the devil's doing, see what demons are doing, and being able to call it out for what it is. We see that in Acts chapter 16. Uh, there's a slave girl following uh, Paul and Silas along. And this slave girl is proclaiming something which is, might be helping them. You know, uh, everyone, these men are servants of the Most High God proclaiming to us the way of salvation. They're doing, she's doing Paul and Silas's job for them, proclaiming salvation. After a couple of days, it says Paul got ticked off. He turned, he got, he got a word from God, a revelation from God. He realized the source of what this young girl was acting out of. And he turned and he said to the spirit of divination, See, I don't believe he knew it was that before, but he got a revelation from God that this is, a, it was an evil spirit of prophecy. He turned and said to the spirit, come out in Jesus' name. And it says that spirit left that very hour. This gift is not far off for you. It's not, it's not difficult. Come on, this gift isn't harder than any of the other gifts. Don't switch off now. Don't think, well, this gift seems really quirky or weird and it's not for me. No, it's for you. It's for you. You have Holy Spirit. That means you are naturally supernatural. So the way this gift functions, uh, I was, I have a friend and they came to me about two weeks ago and they were freaking out and they came along, they, they were freaking out, they wanted to meet up with me because they were seeing demons in their bedroom. And, uh, and we think, well, that's really abnormal. The reality is, is seeing demons shouldn't be abnormal because they're everywhere. Demonic spirits are everywhere. I don't know where you think there are, but they're not in hell. The devil's not in hell. Think about it. Jesus has the keys to death and Hades, it says in Revelation 1. God has all control. So the devil's actually not in hell. He's on the earth. So that means even though you don't see it, there are demonic spirits all over the place. And, uh, and so this young girl, she was freaking out because she was waking up in the middle of the night and she was physically like, it wasn't like, oh, I'm just feeling a demonic presence. She was physically seeing demons. Like she was describing to me the color of them, describing the shape and what they look like, pretty full on. And, uh, and so, you know, I, I just began teaching her about identity, about the fact that, you know, the, the demons are everywhere. It's not, the problem is, isn't that you're seeing demons, that the problem is that actually you're, you're worried about it. And so we're gonna work on that and how to, how to rise up in authority like Paul did and actually, and actually cast that demon out. But she, she was freaking out. I, I told her, maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's the Holy Spirit. Maybe he's giving you that revelation and you're seeing what the enemy's doing in your life. Maybe those demons, I'm not saying they would, but maybe those demons uh, were always there, but now she's actually able to see them because the Holy Spirit's giving her a gift to see in the Spirit. There was a drunk man who came into our office, and so I'm glad the Holy Spirit gave me the, the, the gift of distinguishing between spirits. And he comes in, and, uh, and he was saying to me, uh, I want to be free from alcoholism. And so I kept praying for him. Long story short, I, I kept praying for him, decreeing Jesus over him, saying, get free, get, you know, not saying that, but, but just really ministering to him, and he wouldn't get free. And I'm thinking, God, this is really weird. And, and I, left, um, I left really 
dejected. I was like, he he, he walked away and um, he was he was drunk and he had a, had a person, uh, a law-abiding citizen with him, who I said, go go sober, go sober him up. But uh, but I left that thinking, man, that, what what happened there, God? What happened there? And uh, and Holy Spirit showed me that this man actually didn't want to be free. See, some people say, oh, I want to be free from it. But Holy Spirit showed me that he's done this a hundred times to people, to Christians, to believers, where he's come up to them and said, I want to be free. But he actually doesn't want to be free. And so I was praying my heart out for him, asking Holy Spirit to come and set him free. But he wouldn't. Why? Because Holy Spirit saw that he didn't want to be free. And we have free will. And I said, thank you, God. You could have shown me that beforehand. But that's how the gift functions. That's how it works. It, it doesn't, it's not hard. It's not difficult. And, and we, we make it, we make these gifts, we make the gifts of the Spirit really far off. And really like, well, God, I'm never going to be able to function in these. It's never going to work for me. Um, it's, for the, it's for that person who's really pursuing you, God. It's for that person who's really on fire for you. But it's not for me. No, no, no. They're all for you today. Amen. Come on, 1 Corinthians 12, 7. Get that scripture into your head that to each one is given. To each one. You're the each one. Say, declare yourself over this week. Thank you, God, that I'm the each one. That's me. I'm, I'm an everyday believer. It's me. I get to walk in these gifts. I get to function in them. And like Paul, like the church of Corinth, I'm going to rise up and I'm going to eagerly desire them. I'm going to stir a passion in me this week to desire the gifts, to say, Holy Spirit, come to my life in a fresh way and teach me how to function in them. So why don't we all stand up as I close? We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your power and your ability in people's lives today. We just recognize that you're here, Holy Spirit, and that you're doing a work in people's hearts right now. We surrender our hearts to you right now, Holy Spirit. And we're sorry for every lie that we've been believing that we can't do it, that that we're not good enough to function in the gifts of the Spirit, that it's just it's not me, it's not my personality, it's not who I am. We just break off those lies in Jesus' name. We're sorry, God, for believing those. And we say, Father, You've released, You've poured out Your Spirit upon us. And so we ask, teach us to function in the gifts. To show people right now, Holy Spirit, show them where, where they're standing. Show them how, to, how you speak to them, how you're so soft and tender, how you come as the still quiet voice, but release faith in their hearts that it's you, God, that it's you, Lord, speaking to them. I just decree over every single person today that as you go out this week, I speak courage and boldness over you. I thank you, Father, that you've released your gifts upon every person, that Holy Spirit, you're the spirit of wisdom and revelation. 
And so reveal to people right now how you're going to use them this week. Even show them people right now who you want them to speak to. Show them people in the workplace, at the trade site, in the office, in the school, in the university, down the street, in the markets, Father. Show them, give them an image right now of a person that you want them to speak to this week, that you want them to minister to. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And I decree over those people who you've just lacked that passion and fire. I say God is releasing dreams in you again. I declare that God is releasing dreams in you again. Come on, church. God is releasing dreams in those who are dry. Holy Spirit is stirring you up right now in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, those who work in the hospitals. I see the people here who are nurses and you work in hospitals. I see you going to a greater level in the Spirit and you're going to be able to see how God sees your patience. It's not like you're going to be like a bull in a china shop, but God's going to give you little gateways, little doors that open up and you're going to be able to minister to your patients, not just physically, but spiritually as well. I thank you, Lord. So I release that over the nurses today in Jesus' name. If there's any doctors, I release that over them listening on live stream. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit.